0: Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. How many of you need a word from God today? You need a word from the Lord on today. Uh, Would you get your Bibles and uh, join us in 2 Kings, if you'll stand to your feet. Second Kings, Elder Sandback, I'm giving this to you, please, sir. Thank you. This is deaf jam when y'all go. That, <laughs> thank you. All right. Second Kings, chapter six. Second Kings, chapter six. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 25. We'll be reading today from the uh, King James Version. Would you read silently as I read aloud? And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. You may be seated. Thank you, you're the only member I got. Thank you. <laughs> and, there <were laughs> and there was a great famine in Samaria and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of a dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Uh, in uh, the last two weeks that we have in this uh, Broken Rich series, how many of you have been blessed by this series? We only have two Sundays to go. I, I uh, want to encourage you to take notes. There are some principles and some points that I think are going to be a blessing to you uh, long after this day is over. I want to preach today using as a subject, stop Buying a bunch of crap. Stop buying a bunch of crap. Look at the person beside you, tell them, my friend needs this word, my friend. Stop buying a bunch of crap. After we put away the hand sanitizer, tore off the mask, and erase social distancing, there was another pandemic facing the populace that was lodged under mental health, which spawned a new kind of therapy. You're not going to believe it. There's a new line of therapy called financial therapy. The field suggests that while 60% of Americans are presently stressed about their personal economy, the root of the stress can be traced to their spending habits, which are braided into three different cornrows. Three different corn rolls. The first one is self-esteem. Self-esteem impacts your spending habits. The second one is going to throw you off, it is trauma recovery. Trauma recovery influences your spending habits. The third one is a scarcity mindset. A scarcity mindset. These three things, self-esteem, trauma recovery, and a scarcity mindset. If this is true, then the problem may not be the bank, the problem may be your brain. (laughs) To get out of the basement of low self-esteem, you may need Erin Skye Kelly's book entitled, Get the Hell Out of Debt. Get the hell out of debt. She argues we want what feels good, even if it is not good for us. So when we don't feel good about ourselves, we try to assuage a feeling with a thing. We assuage a feeling with a thing. When we feel stepped on, we buy new shoes. When our heart is broken, we buy something to put in our stomach. When depressed, we get a new dress. Low self-esteem will have you with a closet that is full and a soul that is vacant. Imagine, if Joseph's self-esteem was around his robe when his brother snatched it, he would have never been able to flourish. New clothes can never cover old wounds. New clothes will never cover old wounds. You have to find identity in your clothes in your calling and not in your clothing. So you know who it is that you are no matter what it is that you put on. At some point in your life, at some point in your life. You will have a financial crisis, whether it's from the loss of a job, inflation, divorce, death, illness, or an accident. The trauma can leave you not opening your bills for months or It'll have you opening your wallet for days. Overspending is not an effective coping mechanism. Going to buy a fur coat with the insurance money will not keep you warm from grief. Bundles and a full set will never cover the fact that you don't like being a single parent. Getting a new car will not stop you from remembering how you were ignored as a teenager. Going through surgeries will not extract the fact that you hate yourself. Buying every new bag cannot assist you in unpacking your baggage. When Job lost everything, he did not go shopping. When Job lost everything, he went worshiping. When you are going through, going to Lennox and Phipps is not gonna fill that void, but you've gotta go to the rock that is higher than you and I. I know some of you have never been there, but there's some people in the room, here's your shout, who have had to start over more than twice. But you found out, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help is what comes from the Lord. The most pervasive spirit is the scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset, which is living in a perpetual place of believing there will never be enough. It's the uphill battle of reminding yourself that whatever you are going through is just temporary. I need you to help me preach. I need you to help me preach. How about you look at the person beside you and tell them it's not permanent. Look at the person on the other side and tell them it's just temporary. The scarcity mindset attempts to convince that you will always be in lack. That you'll always be paying student loans. That credit card debt will not come to an end. That you're always going to receive harassing phone calls. But I wanted to remind you that weeping can only endure for a night. But joy has got to come in the morning. I gotta remind you, it won't always be like this. Sooner or later, it's gonna work in your favor. Late in the midnight hour, God will turn it around. If these three areas hold true, that what influences our spending habits the most is low self-esteem, trauma, and scarcity, then it helps us to better understand the spending habits of black people. We transact, I need you to hear this, over one trillion dollars a year in spending. As a collective entity, we are the 13th wealthiest people in the nation. Collectively, we have more spending power than Switzerland. We have more spending power than the Netherlands. Y'all not saying anything to me, but we don't understand the Kwanzaa principle of cooperative economics. One trillion dollars of spending power, and I couldn't understand it, Dr. Tamer, until I read the Nielsen spending report that said, watch this, 52%, I want you to write this down, 52% of black people look at spending, look at shopping as relaxing. 52% of black people look at shopping as relaxing. So as a consequence, Negroes don't go skiing. (laughs) We don't go kayaking. Y'all ain't saying nothing, we don't go rollerblading. We gonna pick where we going on the trip based off of what kind of shopping they got. If you know I'm talking to you, just blink at me twice. We look at shopping as relaxing when only 26% of the rest of the population does. As a consequence, we see shopping, watch this, as a hobby. That's what I do in my free time. I'm not quilting, I'm not collecting stamps, I'm not collecting silver dollars. I shop, I shop when I'm bored. I am shop before I go to sleep. Right now, right now. Those of y'all that got something in your cart right now, raise your hand, you got it in your cart right now. You just waiting on when you gonna get it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Lord help the children of God. The Federal Bureau, listen to me, the Federal Bureau of Labor and Statistics report that we spend up to 30% of our income on shopping. 30% of our income goes to shopping. We spend on average $2,300 a quarter on things that are visible. Clothes, jewelry, cars. We buy it, watch this, for stuff that is visible, because we want to make an investment for that which is public. So we do not mind shopping for public affirmation when we will not do private wealth building. We spend $54 million a year on hair. Fifty-four million dollars a year on hair. We spend 152 million dollars a year on perfume. We spend 700 million dollars a year, this is just black people, 700 million dollars a year on liquid soap. We are clean while living dirty. So you smell good, your hair looks good, your nails are good, you got brand new church clothes, and you got all of that with no insurance. You got all of that with no stocks. You got all of that with no investment portfolio, but you smell good We just keep buying a bunch of crap. You don't think I'm talking to you. We we, we are buying a bunch of crap. Would you look at the person beside you? and say, Pastor, preaching to you today. We buy a bunch of crap. Pastor, prove it to me. You are spending every month for $500 cable channels, and you watch four. You got the super package, and you watching the same four channels. How much money have you spent upgrading Candy Crush? You got gym memberships, and you ain't been since January. You're buying a verified status on social media and nobody knows you. you pay paying for storage units and you need to throw all of that stuff away. You keep going to the supermarket, buying groceries as if you still have a full house. And at the end of the month, you gotta throw all of that food away cause your children ain't there no more. Stop wasting your money. You remember the prodigal son who got his, in- his inheritance early, the Bible says he spent all that he had, hear this, on riotous living. And somehow through Vacation Bible School, we have shrunk that experience from riotous living to a riotous night. The prodigal son lost his inheritance, hear this, because of a lifestyle, not because of an event. Always going to the club. Always existing for entertainment. Always buying out the bar. Always treating people who wanted to trick him. Isn't it amazing? It is only after he spent all of his parents' money that he looked for a job. He functioned out of entitlement. And those of you who are parents in this room, make sure that you don't raise black children who have white privilege thinking that they supposed to have it. Don't you dare let these little Negroes have Gucci and Louie and they ain't got no job and got no grades and got no chores and got no accountability. You got to stop it. Your responsibility as parents is raise them to leave you. Raise them to leave you so that you are not taking care of grown Negroes. In 2 Kings, in Second Kings the children of God are in a rough spot. The stock market has crashed. The dollar has gone down and there's no grain to be found. They are in a famine. Watch this. And they are God's children. I can lay my anchor down right there. These are God's children and they are in a famine. I do not want you to get deluded from these evangelical prosperity doctrinal preachers who will suggest to you that because you have favor, you will never struggle. Because you have the grace of God, it doesn't mean that you're not gonna go through a rough season. But God said, if you suffer with me, then you will reign with me. I can't hear nobody in here. I need those of you that can bear witness that while I was in a rough season, I still had Jehovah Jireh here. When I didn't know how I was gonna feed the kids, the Lord made a way somehow. When checks were bouncing, I still never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. God will be with you even when you're financially strapped. God will be with you even when you ain't making a bunch of money. God will be with you when your bank account is in the negative. God will be with you when you got cut off notices on the nightstand. God will be with you when you ain't collecting child support. God will be with you The children of God are in a famine and I want you to see how they start spending while they're in that famine. The Bible says that they start buying the head of an ass, the head of a donkey. They give you in our text today the measurements of that head. Watch this, and I need you to understand that in today's dollar, they would have been spending $320 for the head of a donkey. That don't mean much to you until you understand the book of Leviticus uh, says that the donkey is unclean. And here are the children of God spending money in the midst of a deficit in the midst of a drought on something that does not line up with their consecration. Furthermore, you've got to understand, hear this, is that the head of the donkey has the least amount of protein. It has the least amount of nourishment, but they're prepared to spend $320 on something that will not feed them moving outside of the spiritual, let's look at it metaphorically, that ladies and gentlemen, the ass, the mule, the donkey represents that which is stubborn, that which will not move. Those of you that remember, you are what you eat. Is that they were becoming stubborn in their thought and in their mind frame because they were taking on the persona of that which they were consuming. Many of you will not get to the next level in God because you are too stubborn. You think you got to keep doing the same thing and you're looking for different results. But God said there's got to be a shifting in your mind to understand that when I move, I ain't got to move the way I did last year. I'm going to move in a completely different way and I, I don't know how many of you all are prepared to embrace it but I believe God's getting ready to move differently on your behalf. The way that you saw a breakthrough happen before is not how God going to do it next. He going to flow in a different way. Ladies and gentlemen, they're in a famine and they're spending money on the head of an ass, on the head of a mule, on the head of a donkey. Donkeys are, in fact, in the Bible, 146 times. 146 times, but every time that you find one, they are riding it, not eating it. Uh, Many of you have your placement in the wrong place. Uh, That there are some things you should never be consuming. You just have to use it for what it is. May I say to you, don't make your job your life. That, that, That is not where you're supposed to end up. That's just where you're supposed to hang out until your vision gets off the ground. You gotta let your manager know, don't threaten me, this ain't what I live for. I'm just here until God releases me to the next season of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, they're wasting money on the head of a donkey, the head of an ass. But I need you to see where else they are spending money. They are spending money, y'all ain't gonna believe it, buying the droplets. Or drying, buying the excretion, buying the crap of doves. They are so hungry, they are now selling what is on your windshield. God, help me. And they are eating it. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It's one thing for me to have to deal with crap, is something altogether different if you think I'm gonna pay for it. Uh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me there. That there are people who are playing you low. Uh, they think that you are so invested in their foolishness that you are willing to pay for their mistake you got to be careful how you handle me. Just because I didn't check you don't mean I didn't know you were trying to play me. But I realize there's some stuff I am not going to pay for. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to see what is taking place. I need you to see what is taking place. They are paying for doves dung by the ounce. And doing a cross-dollar analysis, it is costing them $23 an ounce for doves' crap. And they're willing to pay for it because they're in a famine. Pastor, I cannot find the significance of this doves' crap. What does it mean? What, What is God trying to show us through this text? You remember uh, when it is that uh, Jesus was baptized, uh, that his cousin baptized him, and Jesus uh, submitted himself to the will of God. That the Heavenly Father turned on the audiovisual system in heaven and made an announcement to the entire earth and declared, This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. You remember when Noah is coming through the ark and uh, has gone through a turbulent storm and floods came and covered the entire earth. When he opened up that hatch, it was a dove that arrived to declare that the storm has passed over. New Testament and Old Testament theologians concur that the dove is representational of the presence of the Holy Spirit. I need you all to stay with me. It is representational of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now go back to our text. And the children of God are spending money on dove's dung. They are not spending money on the dove. They are spending money, stay with me class, on what the dove excreted. So it is the residue, Watch this, of where the dove was but is no longer present. I think I lost you. A whole lot of churches are dying because they are eating off of where the Spirit used to be but I don't want to be where the Spirit used to be. I want to be where the Spirit abides. Some of y'all are shouting off of an old testimony, off of an old witness, but those of you that want the presence of God right where you are, I dare to lift up that hand and open up your mouth like God fill me up. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you so very much. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And and so they're going broke um, in the midst of a famine on stuff that can't feed them, on stuff that cannot fulfill them, on stuff that will not meet the need. Bob Marley once, just, once said that if all you have is money, you are broke. Yeah. Hallelujah. But God has given ready to shift you into a, a realm of faith that you didn't even know that you needed. I, I, I'm so sorry it took me this long just to get to this point. He said uh, for me to announce to you today that I needed to put you in a position of a famine in the earth. What is this, that it is not about grain and corn and milk and bread. He said, Jamal, tell them they don't even know why they came to church today. Hallelujah, they, they had no idea why it is that I had them log on online. He said, I've been trying to get their attention because they were so deep-seated in the desert In the famine that they don't even recognize where they are that where they are is where they need me pastor unpack that for me in other words God told me to tell you if you can hear my voice that he's got you in this position because where you are I'm waiting on my worshipers where you are and what you need here's your shout money can't buy Oh my God. I got to get out of here. He said, I want to see how you will expend yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally if what I need is healing. I need God to do something in my body that the doctors don't know how to do. What I need is joy in my heart because I'm sick of being depressed and sick of being anxious and sick of being stressed out. What I need is love for my family because we barely speak to each other. We don't even relate to one another. We don't even hang out or communicate with each other. He said, look at all the stuff you have spent money on. But I'm wondering on this Sunday morning, Will you spend yourself trying to get what only I can release? Yay! Hallelujah. Can I tell you, praise is the best thing that ever happened to broke people. Because when I run out of money, I never run out of giving him glory. I will bless the Lord at all time. His praise I I feel glory coming in just about two minutes I'm telling you I feel glory coming in just about two minutes would you look at the person beside you and tell them it's my treat look at your neighbor tell them it's my treat what you need from God I'm getting ready to pay for it what you've been waiting for God to do I'm gonna put myself on the line. Would you open up your mouth and pay for your peace? Open up your mouth that this joy that I have. Hallelujah. No music, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. Ay, 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 Hallelujah, thank you holy God. I feel something getting ready to move in this room. I need you to grab that neighbor real quick and say neighbor, I got a family member that's been real sick. We can't afford it, but God has already paid the bill. I can't hear nobody. I need you to take that neighbor's hand. Say, I got a friend that's depressed, a friend that's unhappy, a friend that's suicidal. But when I give God glory today, their heart is about to shift. They're mine. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I um, I've been teaching you for the last two months about broken rich. I've been sharing with you about leasing and buying, about LLCs and trusts, about investments, about renting and owning. And God arrested me this week while I was in preparation and prayer to come to you. He said, Jamal, don't you dare Talk to my children just about material stuff. And they have not gone for the gift of the Spirit. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. They have been stretched themselves for the fruit of the Spirit. There's gotta be a sound, y'all ain't saying nothing. Last week, y'all was tearing the church up, believing God was gonna get you a new house. But I wanna know how will you shout if you gonna get a new heart? You, You're getting a new mind frame. You're you're getting a brand new spirit. Hallelujah. There's getting ready to be a sound that's going to erupt in this room for those of you who have been in your own desert storm. You've been going through stuff and you don't even know how to get out of it. All the more, it may not even be you, your child been going through something and you don't know how to reach them, you don't know how to connect with them, but gifts ain't gonna bring them out of it. Money ain't gonna bring them out of it. But one day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. And I know it was the blood that saved me. This, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the test of your spiritual maturity. If you fail this, ignore everything I've taught you in the last four weeks. God wants you to go after his heart more than you go after his hand. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He wants you to go after his heart more than you go after his hand. How will you shout if you got to drive the same car, live in the same house, have the same paycheck, but you got joy unspeakable. And this joy that I have, the wow, There's a sound in this room, I'm coming Jonathan. There's a sound in this room. There's a sound in this room that God mandates from us so that we don't treat God like an ATM. We don't treat God like a sugar daddy. We don't treat God, watch this, just like we need something. But I wanna hear the sound of those of you that know I want God more than I want anything. And if I lose everything and still have my soul intact, it's worth all of it. For just 30 seconds, open up your mouth and shout unto God for what money can't buy. Open up your mouth. (laughs) Come on, I can't hear you. For what money can't buy, Come on, I want more joy. I want more peace. I want my right mind. I'm not gonna spend my life chasing after money. I'm chasing after God. Lift your hand, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for you. I want to tell you what conventional cultural wisdom will never tell you. Please lift that hand, sir, ma'am, those of you online. Listen to me. Having all the money in the world will not make you happy. There's a whole lot of people who are millionaires who are miserable. Billionaires who are getting ready to break down. But God will give you a peace that passes all understanding. He'll give you a joy that is unspeakable. That hand is lifted. I want to say to you, my my mother's mother, Pauline Lucas Williams, in sainted memory, raised 10 children in the projects of New York City. 10 children in the projects and didn't lose any of them to drugs. None of them had a bullet in their body. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And I, I have never, ever in my whole life did I ever hear my grandmother complain, watch this, while living in the projects. Need that hand lifted. It was in my lifetime. I saw my grandmother get her first car. It was in my lifetime. Hallelujah. But my grandmother um, knew this joy that I have. The world didn't give it world can't take it away prosperity doctrine listen prosperity doctrine is an insult to your grandmother's faith the favor of God don't come with private planes favor of God doesn't come with Bentleys the favor of God Helps you to keep your head when all those around you are losing theirs. Right. I don't know. Listen to me. I need y'all to listen to me. I didn't I hit a nerve with the enemy. I didn't hit a nerve with the enemy. I need y'all to help me. Dr. Hell, I didn't hit a nerve with the enemy. Uh, they, they just told me all of our internet just shut down. I, I need y'all to hear me real quick. The enemy don't want this word to go forth. I, I need those of y'all that know that God is getting ready to shift some things. Come on, I dare you to open up your mouth. Come on, I dare you. Would you cry out loud? Come on, come on. I need you to open up your mouth. Fight for the glory. Fight for the glory. Lift up that hand. Let me pray. I mean all of them down. Facebook down. YouTube down. The website is down. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But God gonna get glory out of this. He is gonna get glory out of this. I need you to lift up that hand. Lord, I pray for every person with lifted hands that whatever they don't have the money for, you'll give them the faith for. I pray, dear Lord, that you will do something unconventional. You'll do something innovative, something out of the box, in order for the need to be met and for the issue to be addressed. God, we trust you with our whole heart. We don't know how you're gonna do it, but we know that you're able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before your grace. And those of you who are trusting God, here's your shout for what money cannot buy. Would you give God your best shout of thanksgiving right now? Come on, open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. I can't hear you. Open up your mouth. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.